Welcome to the Good is Cool podcast. My name is Macy McNeely. And I am Lloyd Day. Life is a series of sales. Many people try to take on the game of life without refining their communication and sales skills. These skills are vital in order to be a leader in the marketplace and in your home. The Good is Cold podcast will help you build your confidence, communication, and culture through effective techniques. Let's get started. Making decisions. Man, I used to not be very good at this, but now I feel like I'm a great decision maker. Well, that's a hard one. I think this was a request. It was. We got a request saying, hey, like, I have some big decisions coming up and I need help. Like, I need help on some decision making techniques and thought processes uh, to make sure I'm going in the right direction. And we've recently made a really big decision that we're going to use as an example as we go through the next three points. Yes, and decision making is so personalized. It's really hard to just generalize a decision because it is a personal thing. But the three points we're going to make around this, and we'll use our story to kind of walk through this. But the three points are the magnitude of the decision, the emotional pull, and the justification. Can you justify it or disqualify it? So let's talk about, first of all, the magnitude of the decision. Now, sometimes your decisions are big, like who are you going to marry? Are you going to buy that house? Are you going to buy that car? Are you going to get some loans? You're going to go in debt over this? Are you going to change change your career, move to a different situation? Are you going to do a construction project? The magnitude of the decision kind of helps determine how closely you have to watch it, what you're going to do there. You also make a decision, am I going to eat that ice cream tonight mm-hmm. or just drink some water? That's a decision too. Yeah. But, you know, and actually the magnitude of that decision can be just as big. You think that's the long-term effects of, of eating ice cream versus water. Over time. Yeah. So but so everything can really be magnified really over time. Yeah. And so the first thing that we're we're going to use our, our space, is that what you say? Yeah. So we're building out a training space for our training. We have a lot of exciting things coming up in the future, and we just need a space. And this was a huge decision, a huge decision. It's not just the space. We have to renovate it. We got to get all the equipment. We got to get a a stage and light and cameras and tech stuff and microphones and electric tables and podcast room and filming room. And there's so many things and so many expenses. And so this was a big decision to say, hey, are we going to continue to rent this stuff or are we going to just bite the bullet and make this decision? Yes, and, and another big thing about that decision is, you know, are you are you committed long term? Because totally. once you start doing that, you start becoming more long term committed. Yep, absolutely. And uh, so the first thing we think about as we make that decision is who else does it affect? Right. Does it affect your family? Does it affect stakeholders like employees or you know mm-hmm. things like that? So when making a decision, you have to think of of the people involved. How does this affect everyone? Totally. I mean, it definitely affects you and I, Loy, as the as the you know co-founders. We are the one that are sacrificing any money that we would make 
going straight into the space because the people who work for us, they are our priority and that's who gets the their payments first. Um, but lately we've been trying to push everything into the space. So it definitely affects us, our time and our families. Yes. And then the second thing is to consider the advantage and the disadvantage of doing it. And sometimes just put it on paper, the reasons to move forward and the reasons not to. And just kind of weigh it all out, kind of the cost and the benefit. Yeah. And one thing you really walked through with, with me, Loy, is, okay, what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing that could happen? And what's the best case? And what's the best case scenario? And I mean, in my head, the worst case scenario is that no one signs up for a training and we have this huge space with all of this equipment. In the same breath, I can reverse that and say, that's actually not a bad thing because I think that there's a need for a space like this. And that's something that we could probably rent out in the future if the worst case scenario happens. So really, worst case scenario wasn't that bad. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. The, in the worst least, case, you just, you just lose your entire investment. And can you recover from that if you lose it? Yes. But in my head, I'm, I'm, that's probably the emotional justification we're about to talk about. Right. Too. Well, well, you're committed long term. So, you know, yeah. I'm willing to, to buy into that, that idea. Totally. I, I give you another example of, of weighing out decisions uh, between uh, you going to grad school and Alex going to grad school. Oh, that's a good example. Alex is my sister. Why don't you tell that story, Roy? Uh, yes, Alex wanted to, to go try to get her PA certificate. And that stands for Physician's Assistant. Right. And when you look at the cost of that, it's about a two and a half year, two years and a quarter program. And it's very expensive. They charge a lot of money to do that. Plus, you're not working during that time. So you look at the total investment between not working and spending the money and getting additional housing. It's a significant, you know, six figure investment to go get that. And then we we said, okay, Alex likes school. She's good at school. She performs well on these kind of activities. She's done the work. She can get in. And then you look at the other side. Well, what do these people typically make when they get out into the field? And for us, we waited out and said, this looks like it's worth the risk. And then you were, you were looking at it with yours. I was looking at becoming a therapist, going to marriage yeah. and family therapy school. And we did the whole thing. Now, Macy didn't love school, but she could have gotten through. She's gotten through everything. She just didn't love it. Alice just, I think, liked it. Mm-hmm. But we looked at what your position makes in the field. After you get all that education and it just didn't make sense, the income they make just, it just didn't make any sense. And I didn't have an emotional pull towards that. You didn't want it that bad. Yeah, I didn't want it that bad. And so for her, we said, yeah, let's go for it. For you, we said, no, now look what you're doing. You're right in your sweet spot. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and that's why that's part of looking for signs. Let's look for signs. Does this make sense? And that would be part of that as well. Right. And sometimes we recommend if you can, if it's a big decision, if you can tiptoe into the decision, that's a great way to do it. Take little steps before you have to jump all the way in. Yeah, a good example for this is to take Clearly Confident online before the in-person. Yes. A lot of people, they, they just want to put their toe in the water. They're not quite ready to dive in and be totally vulnerable and open in an in-person session where we basically have you cornered to help you grow. Uh, but this is a place where you can kind of decide how much you're involved. Of course, the more you involve, the more you know, you're going to get out of it. But that is an option for really confident if you want to tiptoe into a decision. Right. And the third thing under magnitude is what are you prepared to give up? Because any, everything is a cause and effect. So if you go one direction with a decision, you're going to give something up somewhere else. 
that's a huge one to consider. Yeah. Like, like going to school, going that extra couple of years of school is a lot of time and effort doing that. And you're giving up your freedom during that time. So starting a career, there's always something you're going to give up on the other side. Yeah. Building a business, being, being ready to say no to people, to things, to activities, to lake days, to coffee dates, to, to movie time, being, being willing to say no for that immediate gratification is something that you definitely have to give up in building your business. Right. Now, the second thing here is the emotional pull. And it, my question there is your desire to do whatever this decision is, is your desire, desire casual or is it strong mm-hmm. or is it a definite strong desire? And and I know that anytime that I've made a decision that's of significance, I feel a pretty strong desire. I feel it within my gut more than my head. Yeah. You know, a great story for this would be what your decision to go to um, a Ziegler training. Yes. That's a great story for that. Uh, yes. Cause I've always been into personal development for the last 30 years, which has been a huge factor in my life. And somehow I started listening. I got, I think I bought it from audible, listened to some Ziegler seminars that I got from Audible, and I started listening to him. I said, man, this guy's pretty good. And I've never, you know, he's, he's, he's old school, and it's time, but it's timeless material. And then I found their podcast, and they started advertising this course that you can come take for like, you know, $7,000 or $7,500. And it was for five days, right? Yeah, five days. And I'm like, for some, for some reason, my gut kept telling me, or my heart kept telling me, go take that, go take that, go take that. And you barely even knew what it was, did I, you? I didn't know what it was, and I, and I then I started trying to talk myself out of it, and then I my last resort because my pull was fairly strong, my last resort was to go to Linda, my wife, and say, "Talk me out of this," <laughs> and she said, "You need to go to that." <laughs> it was in Texas, and and she doesn't like you to be away, and so you thought mm. for sure she was going to talk you out of going so, going away to Texas for five days. Yeah. And I went and I was like a fish out of the water. I didn't know what it was. It was like to do training like this, to teach you or to help you move forward to that. I didn't even know that. And that's possibly why we're doing this today. Well, that is why you ended up doing Toastmasters, right? That's exactly what drove me to Toastmasters. You want to share a little bit about that? Well, the first thing they did when I went out there, first day, first hour, as soon as you got in there, they took us up one by one. And had us speak in front of the group and they videoed us. And then after everyone did it, they went back and played the video. Oh, that's brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. And when I came back, I said, I'm going to do something about that. That's when I looked up Toastmasters. And had you heard, heard of Toastmasters before? I had heard of them, but I've never really looked into it. I just casually heard of them here and there. And then you, and then I had a traumatic experience speaking. Then you pushed me to do Toastmasters. And now here we are. This is our job. So you know what? That pool was for a reason. And that's a perfect example of why you have to listen to your heart. Exactly. Exactly. Because we would not be here, possibly. Neither one of us would be doing this. If you didn't respond to that pull. That is correct. Wow. That is correct. And the second thing under emotional pull is sleep on it. Move mm-hmm. slowly. Make sure it is a real passion. Make sure it's just not a infatuation on something. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is you do have to have grit that's maintained long term. 
And we'll talk about grit some other day about what that means. But three things that are there. Stay positive. Think of the law of attraction. You'll you'll attract what you believe is going to happen. Visualize a positive outcome. Once you jump in and make the decision to go a direction, then you are all in with a positive outcome visualization mindset. Mm, That's really, really good. I really like that. And, you know, like a great example, a great example of that is I'm a part of, you know, this organization and I've been a part of it for quite a while and they're having to make some changes all of a sudden. And you can tell that some of the old school people that have been in it for a while aren't really excited about the changes. And I, and I've noticed that the leader, uh, hasn't really uh, bought in to to the changes that his leader is making. And it's almost like, hey, you're not bought in, I'm not bought in. And once the decision is made, whether you make it or not, you have to decide in that moment that you are all in, that you are going to stay positive. You're going to imagine the best possible result because that's going to happen if you believe it's going to happen. And you're going to visualize with emotion that positive outcome. Yes, I love what you said there. That is so true. Yeah, thank you. And then the third thing we're going to say is justify it or disqualify it logically. You do, you still have to put pencil to paper and make sure you can make it work. This is hard for me because I'm so I'm such an emotional thinker. Yes, and one of the things that you do when you're doing that, we've got a few things here, and one of my things is, and Charlie will agree because I've told him a couple. Times. Charlie is my sister's husband and my brother-in-law. And what I've discovered when I start a project, maybe it's to remodel a home, buy some furniture, do something. Whenever I start a project, I'll calculate the cost. And then I will double it. Hmm. And that's about what it usually is. That's crazy. And I told Charlie that in a, a year or two later, he came back and said, you know, Lloyd's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's had some project and he had to double what he thought it was going to be. That's a good life lesson right there. Yeah, that's one of the things, because you, you do have to kind of justify, make sure you can make it work. And, um, and if you can do it in pieces, like I said, being more cautious because it's a risk-reward thing. And the more the, the, the least risk you can take, the better. So if you can do something in pieces, that helps reduce your risk on something. Maybe you can't. Maybe you just have to go all in, or maybe you can step into it. The other thing we like to talk about is the trial and error are the 50-50. And many times, especially as entrepreneurs, we do a lot of trial and error. But, oh, yeah. And adapt. Yeah, and then adapt. And and that's what we do. So, and then we, and many times we have a decision, we say, well, that's a 50-50. I don't know the right choice here. And we will go ahead. I was just going to say, it's kind of a, a little bit of a joke. It's like almost every time I come with a question, Lloyd's answer is it's 50 50. I don't know the answer. No, no one knows. It's either way because we're kind of in, you know, a territory we're not used to. We're just kind of scaling a business that we've never scaled this type of business before. And a lot of it is trial and error. A, a great example for this is we were doing webinars for a while and they were working really well. And then they weren't converting the way I was hoping they were converting. And that was a trial. And we said, okay, we got to adjust. We got to adapt. And so we started doing daily Instagram lives and those started to work and they were working really, really well. And we adjusted to this trial and error. And now we're saying, okay, let's maybe try webinars again. Hey, let's try podcasting. Hey, let's try. We're trying all these things, trial and error to see if they work 50-50. We don't know. 
But yes, it's not it, until you try. But what we'll we do, stick with the winners and abort the losers. Exactly. And then the third thing under that is persistence. You, you have to take some risk and be willing to accept the worst case scenario and be prepared to start over if it doesn't work. It's the persistence factor. It's okay. How many times do we fail before we succeed? It's a lot. And that's what's happening. The 50-50, the trial and error, take the risk and uh, take worst case scenario and, and abort and go do something else. Try it a different way. Did you know that Walt Disney was fired from a newspaper for lack of ideas? I saw your message on that. Say all those. That's great. These are persistent people right here. Oprah was told that she wasn't a fit for television and was fired from her job as a news anchor. Dr. Seuss wanted to burn his manuscript of his first book after it was rejected by 27 publishers. Steven Spielberg wasn't accepted to UCLA film school because of average grades. Phil Knight was on the brink of bankruptcy with Nike for over 10 years. Steve Jobs was fired from Apple at the age of 30. You think they were persistent? I think they were totally persistent. So, Lloyd, what would you say to somebody? Lloyd, what would you say to somebody who is is struggling in the sense of, you know, maybe they have made a decision and it went wrong, or maybe they want someone in their life to make a decision alongside of them and, and, and they have different views. What would you say to help guide those people? Well, that one is hard, Macy, because I don't know the specific situation. It goes back to the magnitude of the decision. How big, how, how big of a risk are you taking here in the overall picture of things? And is there an emotional pull? And are you, and how are you justifying or disqualifying this app? I think that Potentially, if, if one person really, really wants it and the other one doesn't. Now, like, for instance, when I went to Linda, I say, please talk me out of this. I really want this. And I don't think I can logically make it make sense. And she said, no, you need to do it. But if but if I went to her and said, I really want to do this. And she says, I don't think you should. What would I do? I would possibly see if that stayed with me. I would give it a chance to to soften up or dissolve away from me, but if that passion stayed there, well, sometimes you need the two people to agree on it uh, because that's what you're trying to do with making decisions. But at the same time, people tried to talk me out of leaving my teaching field to go into business for myself, and they couldn't because I knew I wanted it that badly. Mm -hmm. It kind of boils down to how bad bad do you want it. What would you say to somebody who took a risk, made a decision, and it did not go their way was the bad end of the 50 50. i think that is awesome that is awesome because that's just one step closer and that's what it's all about that is a great thing right there actually i love that that's so awesome hey i want to share just a couple of things coming up i hope you enjoyed this podcast our clearly confident online session that starts on july the 10th the last day to sign up for it is july 5th because you're going to get a workbook mailed to you. This is not something that you just download. Someone sends you a quick PDF. No, 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 no. This is a textbook, basically, that you will be sent to your doorstep. Another thing we have is our Good is Cool event. It's a night of motivation and inspiration. There are three speakers. We have Shannon Monson, Andy Thompson, myself, and Lori's going to do a Q&A at the end. So really, technically four speakers. It's August 10th at the Roswell Historic Cottage at 7 p.m. It's going to be an amazing night. You can grab tickets there 
at macymcneely.com. They're like 40 bucks. It's an awesome, amazing date night that's actually going to be meaningful. I mean, it's less expensive than dinner and a movie, and you're going to walk away with amazing conversation and a, a deeper connection with your loved one. Awesome. I think everyone should come. That's going to be a fun, fun event. You have a great lineup of speakers. I know. It's going to be so fun. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to connect with you on Instagram at Macy McNeely. We do personal growth Instagram lives every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 830 a.m. Eastern time. Hope to see you there.